Lord, what is ever you want to speak to the church, he'll be very clear in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, Psalm 144 was a psalm that I, I was reading during the week, and the Lord just put it on my heart um, to, to share it this morning. So, uh, I'm just going to read it. And <clears throat> I'm not going to tell you who wrote it. it might, in some of the Bibles, it might say who wrote it. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. We know who wrote it. I want... <laughs> But you can tell me in a second who wrote it, all right? But I also want to, to think, as we, as we read this, right? What is the occupation? You know, occupation means the job of the person who wrote this, okay? Because these psalms, you know, when we, read, when we sing our songs up here, okay? Um, a lot of times when people, someone has to write the song, first of all, okay? And sometimes people write, oh, I'll write a song because I'm making an album and I'll think of a song that I'll write and I'll come up with some song, right? And some people just write a song, you know, some people write love songs because they're in love. Some people write love songs just to make money, okay? And some people write love songs because they're in love and they make money out of it, right? And it's the same with the worship songs. Sometimes people write worship songs just, you know, because they're making a worship album and they want to write a song and it ends up here. And sometimes they write a worship song because there's something that's going on in their life that makes them want to worship God and inspires them, okay? And in the Psalms, this book of the Psalms, it's basically a lot of worship songs and poems, okay? But all of them, or virtually all of them, I think, have a context. They, have, they weren't just written, someone just thinking, oh, I'm going to make a worship album, I'm going to write a psalm. They wrote them because of how they experienced God. Okay, their experience with God. So it came out of something they experienced. And they want, it's like if someone was in love, they write a love song. Okay, and this is especially true for this psalm here. So as we read this psalm, I want you to see if you can work out what the occupation is of the person who wrote this, or the, or the job title, okay? So Psalm 144. Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hand for war and my fingers for battle. My love and kindness and my fortress, my high tower and my deliverer, my shield and the one in whom I take refuge, who subdues people under me. Lord, what is man that you are mindful of him? that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man, that you are mindful of him. Man is like a breath. Everybody just take a breath. That's what man is like. Compared to eternity and compared to God, just like one breath. His days are like a passing shadow. Bow down your heavens, O Lord, and come down. Touch the mountains and they shall smoke. Flash forth lightning and scatter them. Stretch out your hand from above. Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters from the hand of foreigners, whose mouths speak lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. I will sing a new song to you, O God. On a harp of ten strings, I will sing praise to you. The one who gives salvation to kings who delivers David, his servant, from the deadly sword. Rescue me 
and deliver me from the hand of foreigners whose mouths speak lying words and whose right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as pillars sculptured in palace style, that our barns may be full, supplying all kinds of produce, that our sheep may bring four thousands and ten thousands in our fields. Pretty big fields. That our oxen may be well laden. Now those of you who know much about agriculture, in those days oxen were like the cows or the, the cattle and they would put all the, the produce, all that the stuff that they got on the farm, they put on the back of the, of the, the oxen. That there be no breaking out, breaking in or going out. That there be no outcry in the streets. Happy are the people who are in such a state. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Whose God is the Lord. Because in those days, there were different nations and they all had different gods. But Israel, God was the Lord. Yahweh. Jehovah. That's, he was the God that they followed. But the, 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 the other nations followed different gods. So, can anybody tell me? You see who's, who's, who's brighter here, the, the adults or the kids? Put your hand up. Don't shout out the answer. Just put your hand up. Can anybody tell me from this psalm, what is the occupation of the person who wrote it? What is the job? What is their job? Any idea? Pete. In the first paragraph of it, he was speaking as a soldier. And then in the other part, he's speaking as a king. Okay. So which is it? You, you can't have two answers, so you can't do it. <laughs> which is it? A soldier or a king? I think it's a soldier. A soldier. Okay. Does anyone, anyone else have any other ideas who it might be? Well, most people, most people think that the person who wrote this, hey guys, the person who wrote this was actually David. Well, we know it's David, right? But most people think that David wrote this just as he was about to become a king or he had just become king. Okay, so when we think of David, what do we think? What does everyone think of David? When we think of David, what do you think of? You think of David and Goliath, don't you? Isn't that the first thing you think of, right? David and Goliath, the shepherd boy uh, flinging the stone. And that's, you know, that's the most famous story about David. But of course, David went on to become a king. And before he became the king, and after he became a king, he was in many battles. Okay? So before he became a king, the, the, the women in the street were shouting, Saul had killed his thousands, but David had killed ten thousands. And then when he became the king, when he became king, he was still in more battles. Okay? It just didn't stop. And you, you think, okay, well, Goliath, that was the big one, wasn't it? That was his big title fight, shall we say, okay? But if you go to 2 Samuel, 
22, or 21, should I say, there's something very interesting. And I want you to go and read it. I'm not going to read it today, okay? But I want you to go and read it. But it talks about, when you go, actually, you can go, you do this when you go home, okay? Go and read that when you go home. Second Samuel, chapter 2, 21, verses 15 to 22. Because, even though David had defeated Goliath with that stone, hit him in the head, chopped off his head, we thought that was it, right? In fact, when you read 2 Samuel, you'll see that the sons, and I think in one case the, bro- or the, brother, the brother of Goliath, definitely the sons anyway, of Goliath were also giants. And some of them had six fingers, and some of them had you know, six toes in their feet. And I, I think of their poor mother. <laughs> You know, giving birth to these giants, right? But there was also giants after Goliath. So his sons were... And they also had it in for Israel, and they had it in for David. And one of them specifically tried to kill David. But David, his, his family and his, his, the warriors who he had amassed around him, they defeated Goliath's descendants. Okay? But the point is that it wasn't just that battle with with Goliath. That wasn't just his one battle. David had many, many battles. Okay? Many battles with giants and with with armies. And so in this psalm, this is a very special psalm in that certain psalms were actually constructed in a special way. Now, I don't know about you, but if you're a husband, or if you're a son or a daughter, you probably experience the, um, the method of repetition. Do you know what that means? Repetition? If somebody, your wife or your, your, your mother, wants to get something across to you, she won't just say it once, she'll say it twice or more. Okay? Yeah, exactly. So it gets in. This psalm uses repetition. But it's not, it's not repetition in this strict repetition, okay? It's kind of like a, it's like a sandwich, okay? If you make a sandwich and you put in, we we'll say you put your ham in the middle, you've got maybe your lettuce on the top and the bottom. You might have cheese on the top and the bottom. And then you've got your, your, your bread, right? And this psalm is like that. So if you look at the very beginning of the psalm and the very end of the psalm, it's like a sandwich. So the beginning of the psalm says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock. Okay? And that is the start of the psalm, the top of the psalm. The very bottom is happy or blessed are the people who are in such a state. Blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. Okay? So in the top and the bottom, you've got the people, the God, God being the Lord. Okay? 
and in the top God is David's rock he's his strength and in the bottom the people it, the, the people it, God is their Lord okay and that they are blessed okay so that's the top and the bottom and then after that you'll see there's a battle so from verse 1 the second part of verse 1 down to verse 6 it talks about the battle so as we said David was in a battle and then if you see the flip side of that sandwich from verse 12 down to 14 you see the outcome of the battle okay so first of all David was in a battle and then you see the outcome of the battle is that they are victorious and what happens is that the people are blessed so we see the sons we see the daughters growing up we see um, the fields full of sheep okay and in our lives we are in battles okay so the one prediction I'm gonna make for 2023 is that you if you follow Jesus if you follow the Lord you are going to be in a battle okay you are going to be in a battle okay and when you think about David when he when he got the kingdom there was still a battle all the enemies of God the country surrounding want to destroy Israel okay and if you follow God you follow Jesus there will be enemies against you primarily the devil but also those who who do not love the Lord they'll be out to get you okay so we need to be ready this year for the battle okay we need to there's going to be a battle this year and we need to be ready the good news is if you read the psalm that whoever has the Lord as their God whoever follows the Lord they will be blessed it doesn't mean the Bible the, the psalm does not say that David was blessed and he didn't have any battles it doesn't say that it says that God trained him he trained him now you might have you might be on a football team or you might be on a basketball team or uh, boxing and without your trainers without your coaches you'd be able to do a certain amount but you won't really develop but it says God trains my hands for battle okay now if you are if you're a Christian for a while you'll know that God doesn't really want us to be fighting people okay that's not kind of his way okay not physically he doesn't want us to be physically fighting people so keep that in mind so when we get back to the sandwich there's one more layer of the sandwich and I said repetition can anybody I'm gonna ask the, the younger folk can anybody look in this Psalm Psalm 144 and find any repetition can anyone find repetition in the psalm psalm 144 
Joan, go for it. Can you find a few? Heidi, go for it. Verse, verse seven. Yeah, do you want to read it out there? No. Ina, would you like to read it out? Yeah. Yes. So that's in verse 7 and 8, and it's also verse 11. Okay? So that's, if you like, the lettuce, the lettuce part of the, of the sandwich, right? Rescue me and deliver me out of great waters and out of the hands of foreigners who speak what? Lying words. Who speak lying words. Okay? And so if you. If you are in a battle this year, one of the weapons of the enemy is going to be what? Lies. It's going to be lies. Okay? Abraham, sit up. But also, it does talk about the sword, doesn't it? It does talk about the sword. But the Bible also talks that we have the shield of fate. Okay? But it is, there are going to be lies. Okay? There are going to be lies. There's going to be potentially trying to physically harm, but usually it's more mental, it's more lies and emotional. Okay? So that's the lettuce. So if that's the lettuce, what is the meat? It must be in the, right in the middle. So what is the meat? So we've got, let's, we've got the, the blessing, the blessing of is blessed be the, the Lord my rock, and then blessed are the people whose God is the Lord. That's, that's the, the bread. We've got the, the cheese, which is the, the battle, and then we see the outcome, what happens after the outcome. The spoils of the battle, if you like. We then have the lettuce, which is the rescue piece. So what is the meat? What's the central line here. The joy. Say, say a bit, yeah. The joy. It's to sing, isn't it? It says, I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp of ten strings, I will sing praises to you. So even though, even though David knew that he was going to face battles, He'd faced them already. Okay, this wasn't, as I said, this wasn't just a psalm that was written, you know, out of thin air. David had actually faced battles. He knew he was going to face them. He was going to sing a new song to God. He was going to sing a song, to, a new song to God, of praise to God. And that's not just an emotional thing. God wants us to use worship as part of our battle. You know, people think, well... You didn't really work. I mean, that's not, that's not a great tactic to, to worship. The last thing you want to be doing is singing. You know, you want to be fighting. Um, but we see in the Old Testament how God used the praises of the people of Israel 
uh, to bring victory over the enemies. Okay, so this year, this year, think about prioritizing worshiping God. Okay, that is one way that you can fight this battle. Because when you think about it, when you have the enemy speaking lies to you, about you, about you, who you are in God, you might as well start speaking the truth. And one way to speak the truth is to sing praises to God. Okay? So that, if you like, is the meat of this, um, this spiritual sandwich. And there's one other bit that, that, that I, I, just, I just skimmed over, but I want you to look at. It says, it's something that is true, okay? It's something that's true, but it's also something, Fionn, it's also something that the enemy uses against us. And it's in verse 3. It says, Lord, what is man that you take knowledge of him, or the son of man that you are mindful of him? Man is like a breath. His day is like a passing shadow. Do you ever feel that about yourself? Do you ever feel that? Because he's, he's written this just after saying all the things that God has done for him. He said, God has been my deliverer. God has been my rock, my strength, my fortress. And he's saying, like, why, why would you do that for me? I'm just like a man. Do you ever think about that? Do you ever think, like, God, why, why me? Are you really interested in me? And the, and the devil will say, no, he's not really interested in you. God doesn't really care about your plight this year. And the struggles that you're going, to, going through this year, God doesn't care about them. What is man that you're mindful of him? But you see what David says. He says, he, he doesn't say, oh, you know, you don't care about me. He says, Lord, come down. From heaven and rescue me. Come down from heaven and rescue me. So I've given you've, you've got each got the uh, your piece of paper, all right. And the one thing I wanted to say to you today, more than anything else, this year, you know, it says Abraham, it says Happy New Year, and it says here, Happy, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. We've said to each other, Happy New Year. Everyone has said, Happy New Year. We always say, Happy New Year. I don't know if it does a lot of good, okay, or to be a nice greeting. Because none of us know if it's going to be a Happy New Year. We can't predict that, okay? We can say it, we can't predict it. But it says here, Happy are those whose God is the Lord. I said at the beginning that a prediction for this year, prediction is that there's going to be a battle. You're going to be in a battle. Now, that doesn't make for a very happy New Year, does it? We think, I'm going to be in a battle, okay? But at the same time, the end of the psalm says, happy are those whose God is the Lord. And why is that? Why is that? Well, God spoke to me, he was speaking to me this week, I was watching a film and he was speaking to me very clearly. He said, this year, Brian, you need to trust me. 
You need to trust me. Abraham, you need to trust me, okay? This year, you need to trust me. Yes, we do say it every year, we do think about it, but this year, I believe God wants us to trust him, okay? David was facing difficulty. He knew he was facing a battle. But in the midst of that, he trusted that God was his rock, that God was his deliverer. Okay? And when we trust God, it means the things that happen to us that are outside of our control. We don't need to worry about them as much as if we feel we have to fix it. There are certain things in our lives that we won't predict, we can't predict are going to happen this year. There are people in our lives who are going to impact us this year. Sometimes we would love to control them. Especially in our family, we would love to control the behavior of different people. There are certain things we can't control and we have to trust God. And it says, happy are the people whose God is the Lord. If you are trusting God, it does not necessarily mean that those circumstances are going to change like that. Right? But what it does mean is that you have a peace that God is in control. And it's the easiest thing to say is to trust God. God. It's the easiest thing to say. Okay? But it's actually a decision that we have to make. A decision we have to make. So, I was thinking if you have a piece of paper there you can do it now or you can do it later. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to get this box here. And I want you to write down on one side of the piece of paper a hope that you have for this year. A hope that you have for the year. And put it down here. And also a fear. A fear that you have this year. For this year, okay? So it could be financial, it could be health, it could be family. You know, you know. But there's, there could be a hope that you have for this year, but you really need to trust God for it. Okay? It's something that um, you can't just magic up yourself. Okay? A hope that you have for this year, that you will trust that hope, that longing. We all want to see our... our Sons and daughters, you know, if you have sons and daughters to, you know, to blossom like plants or to be like pillars in a palace. And there's a certain amount we can do for that, okay? There's a certain amount we have to leave it to God. We all want to see our abundance, have abundance, okay? But often that's a spiritual abundance, it's not necessarily a, just, just, just a, a physical abundance. But whatever that hope is, Write down that hope and say, rather than I'm going to be worrying about it this year, I'm going to be worrying about, oh, oh, oh I don't know if I'll get that, okay? 
write it down. And then on the flip side, you can write down what is there a fear that you have for this year? Is there, you can write down more than one, it's probably more than one. But in particular, if you have a, a particular fear, you're thinking, I'm extremely worried about this year. It could be about a person, it could be about a situation in school, a situation in work, whatever. You have a fear. Write it down and as a sort of an act of remembrance of what this, I'm going to, I'm trusting this to God. This year, I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to try and control the situation myself in my hands. I'm going to trust the rock. I'm going to worship God and sing to him for the victory that he's going to give me in this situation and that he is with me. It's not because of who we are. What, are, what is man that, we're mind, that God is mindful of us? The son of man that he cares for us. It is because he is the rock. He is our, lo our loving kindness and our fortress. So, I have to write one down myself. Sorry. Yeah. Thanks. And then when you've written it down, you can just put it in the box. I'm not going to... We'll, we'll just... We'll throw it out. Nobody's going to look at it, okay? But it just, I just thought we put it in the offering box just so we're offering it to the Lord this year. Lord, you, you can if you want to, yeah? Nobody's going to look at it. Nobody's going to look at it, though, okay? Um, you can write your name if you want. And then we just trust this to God this year. Um...
I've never seen so much going into the offering box. <laughs> okay, so let's let's just pray over over this um, that we will we will trust the Lord this year, and if we could also pray, if you know, if there's anything on your heart you want to pray for, just 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 feel free to pray. And we can also pray for um, Rufus uh, and and Manny. Uh, Manny has to go to the hospital with it, with a fever. And Rufus is um, Rufus has been suffering from from headaches, and he hasn't been well uh, recently. So, um, yeah, um, a few people would like we just like to pray over just what we we talked about, and just to remember that we're trusting God. This year, we're going to decide, no matter what the the enemy throws at us, we're trusting in God.